Welcome back to another episode of Girls & Co. We've got the two OGs, Taylor and Sam, and a very, very, very special guest. Jess is here. Yay. Which, long time coming. You were supposed to actually come on the week that the original show got deleted. It wasn't me. <laughs> Bad omen, but I'm here. That's fine. We're happy you're here. Love it. Yes, so we start off here. each episode by talking about our weekend. So, Sam, what did you do this weekend? Um, let's think. Oh, I stopped by uh, Kenobio's boxing event for mm -hmm. a little bit on Saturday, and that was really cool. Um, it was great to see how happy he was and how great it all turned out. Um, I got dinner with Zach and BBD and Cassie, which was nice. Saturday night was beautiful out. Mm -hmm. um, Sunday, I had a great day with Mac. We went to the gym. I, we got our nails done. Um, oh, I like that and, color. Yeah, thank you. That's and fun. then, oh, we went to this place called Zay Bars. Ooh. Have you guys heard of it or been? From the toast. From the toast, yeah. No, I have not. This I podcast I was going to say, like, I've heard of it. Raves about it. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's uh, famous in New York. They're all over the place. It's like a, a, a deli with hot food and like a specialty grocery kind of. But it's, it's so good. Mac got a really good... Um, turkey sandwich on rye bread i got randomly um like eggplant bruschetta and like a little huh. baguette and just did like a little dip oh. um and it was just it was very cool like worth it the was, hype yes it was worth the hype God. um so that was fun and um yeah just kind of had a sister day sunday and that was um really it i love it yeah. i love when you and mag have sister days yeah, i like live vicariously through them because my sister's not here yes it makes me sad I should have more sister days. My sister's in the city. Yeah. <laughs> You're I inspiring. Live, yeah. I live vicariously through because I have a brother. Yeah. That's There's, There's more that. no sister There's day. There's never been a time he's wanted us to have yeah. a, a day. That's, that's how little brothers are. That's fine. And that's fine. Jess, what did you do this weekend? Um, Jake and I had a nice little, well, I say a nice little date night on Friday. Yeah. But it was kind of an aggressive date night. We saw our Like literally the <laughs> yeah. most aggressive date night ever. Please yeah. explain. We saw our favorite DJ. Um, her name is Rez. Yes. Female DJ. Canadian. Amazing. She played one of our favorite venues, Brooklyn Mirage. Mm -hmm. But as Mirage Friday nights go, she did not go on until 1 a.m. Obviously. Oh we ended up at my favorite alien-themed dive bar in Brooklyn. There's so much to unpack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to bed when the sun came up. So I recovered the rest of the weekend, but it was really fun. So to those who don't know what Brooklyn Mirage is, can you explain sure. it? So it's my, in my opinion, the best music venue in the city. Um, but it is very much an industrial Brooklyn. So it's by like House of Yes, like those warehouse clubs. Mm -hmm. And the venue, there's an indoor portion, which is fun. But the part that I like is the outdoor portion. And it looks like a castle. It's amazing. That's crazy. Um, you know, Jake and I lived in Denver for a while. We loved going to Red Rocks shows. I won't say it's better than Red Rocks. Red Rocks wins every Iconic. time. But it's a close second. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Very it was a good cool. time. And then Jake showed up at the boxing event, which I was so I, impressed yeah, by. I was confused by that. I <laughs> saw him walk in. I look at Sam. I'm like, how is he here? Yeah. Well, he like, wasn't <laughs> planning on it, which I was proud. I was like, don't make plans Saturday. Like, we're going to be tired. But he slept all day Saturday. I did one of those things that I woke up after only a couple hours of sleep and mm. just watched really bad reality TV. Mm. Yeah. Um, and was just kind of in a haze. That's While fine. he got like nice. real sleep and got up and he's like, I'm going to go to the event i'm like tell everyone i said hi but like, yeah. there's no way i'm going out the couch no yeah. way no that's way. fine that's yeah, fine but it's gonna be good taylor nice. what about you i um went out with some friends worked and then i went home to my hometown to see my family i've only been once i think since 
February and I live an hour and a half away. Like I'm fr- so, and even the one time I went home, I didn't see them cause mm-hmm. I was there for an engagement. So I would text them. I'm like, can we like hang out? Like I haven't seen my whole family in forever. Nice. So I went home and spent the day with them. Nice. So that was nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What'd you do? What'd I do? Friday I did nothing. Saturday I went to the boxing event and then I was supposed to go to the like actual bo- boxing match. And Dan was going to get tickets, but we had a mutual friend that was like, oh, no, he's like this other guy's going to get him. So other people could take Dan's tickets that he had. That guy fell through. Shocker. Sure. Um, and so me and one of my girlfriends were just like, oh, it's fine. We'll just like <sighs> get to me every time. We'll just go to Anejo and like get one drink oh and gosh, some chips and salsa. That never happens. Uh, like <laughs> they they love me in the worst way possible because I left at. 1130 a very reasonable time to go home on a saturday night hammered yeah yeah. <laughs> like they love a free shot there like <laughs> literally like four shots in yeah. and three drinks and they're like oh here's some like salsa and a glass of water and i'm like god you're like it's too late yeah perfect i'm like <laughs> yeah, pouring out my heart yeah. to this person at a bar and there's like ever yeah it was it was dark and so sunday it was just like a haze but boxing event was great. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I heard to, it was a great uh, turnout. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, I think Dan was a little nervous at first because sure. it like wasn't. It wasn't a, like watch party. No, but it's a totally different fan base and yeah. event. I think it sounded great. I, like there was a bunch of people there that like I didn't know who they were, but they were important in the boxing world, oh, and so cool. that's like cool that they yeah. showed up Very for cool. Dan. Very cool. Um, Dan is sneaky. So cool, like like low key sneaky. I think he's just cool. Like, yeah, like one of the <laughs> most popular Paul, like, like him in his right? Instagram story. Yeah. Like Dan is so cool. <laughs> like just killing the game. Yeah, he's so cool. I love it. I love it. Well, great weekend for everyone. Jess, you ready to dive into your interview? I guess so. I think people are dying to hear more about so you. Tell all. Yeah. <laughs> tell all. Oh yes. Which speaking of, before we dive in, yes. have you kept up with Vanderpump stuff? Okay. So here's the thing. I'm not a Vanderpump girl. Neither like, am I. I don't but watch I'm in it, deep. But I am invested in the drama. I've I like actually, been texting. I went to Stassi's <laughs> live show a couple weeks ago. A friend of mine is like a big Bravo girl. And okay. She's like, I'll buy you a ticket, go to Stassi's live show. <laughs> and I was like, I don't watch the show. Like, I don't know if this is like, if I'm the right audience for this. Yeah. I had a, such a good time. Yeah. Those girls can drink, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they can really. drink and just talk. She does like, her tour yeah, with shit. Taylor Strecker, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, I've caught up. I have not watched the reunion, but we can talk about it. I will just try to try to stay. Well, I don't. Sam, have you watched any of it? Have you kept up no, with any I've of it? I've never watched, but I, I, I keep up because the toast talks about it. Um, but I, I've never watched uh, an episode. I haven't either. I've just kept up with the reunion for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, let's just watch this. And I'm texting Taylor after every. I'm like, okay, what is this shit? You're inspiring me. I'm going to dive in. I, I watched it all. Like, I've seen the whole thing. I binged it a couple You've years been, ago. Okay. I've been, been I've been in the world. I've been told Bravo. if I just watch this season, like, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah, I mean, it's yes. You can watch this season and then the reunions and you'll you'll and be you'll get it. It just they're just understanding everyone's relationships it helps to have all like the past years of like how traumatic this really was for everyone yeah. but yeah if you watch the season and then the reunions you'll be fine perfect but it's i will say i think it's worth to watch the whole thing but if you just do this i told her i'm like just watch the whole thing i watch like bad reality shows so this is you know this i'm does, shocked this you've good. never watched I know, it yeah I know. this is my this is like i love bad reality yeah, shows so like, like i'm a yeah. love is blind i just finished the ultimatum the <laughs> 
yeah like, queer edition like i love that stuff yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah that's on my list yeah well Add it to the list, yes. too. I'm just going to hold on to it and maybe watch an episode here or there and then just, like, wait till like, the seasonal depression gets, kicks yes. in, like, come, it's like, November, winter. December. We should watch it together. Yeah. yeah. And just, Definitely like, we're watch it yeah. just, like, yeah. by the time, like, next February rolls yeah, around, I'm going to be like, caught up. board shows for the Yeah. Winter. And then, like, yes. Summer House and Southern Charm, and they're all, like, low-key they're connected. Kind of connected. So, it, like, I've, if I've you dive into that. one, I think it's going to encourage you to want to dive into others. Because I started is, with Summer House. Okay. Is Southern Charm, is that the one with Charleston? Yes. That's the one I have a friend on. Of course you do. One of the guy, like, one of the guys on there, uh, Joe, the really pretty boy. Is that? The tan one. Southern Hospitality. Southern Hospitality. Okay, you're Those are two different. So... Southern Charm. <laughs> oh, Southern, there's so many. So Southern Charm is like Vanderpump Rules in the sense that it was like a, just a friend group. That's right. Like, but in Charleston. Yes. Okay. Then from there, one of the girls on like Southern Charm, off? yeah, owns a bunch of restaurants, like the really yeah. popular ones, like in that area. I see. And then she got a spinoff, Southern Hospitality, and that's about the kids that work at her clubs. And I know one of him. And you know one of them. Weird. He actually wants to come on the show. Uh, come on I'm like, I have so much to talk about yes we have so much to unpack so you have to watch it first that, yes 1000 I'm, like, I'm, I'm just gonna sit, sit back I have so many take questions the lead. take yeah. the lead actually one of the girls in that show weirdly enough my dad and her mom dated like all for like a good chunk of high school and like our parents are still in touch so random. like our parents are still friends what a small world yeah really weird it. my mom texts me and she's like uh <laughs> you know this girl yeah like loki you guys hung out when you were kids but like oh. i don't remember so funny oh, reality tv yeah. we love how Wild. it comes full circle all right jess yeah ready to talk about you i think so we are okay okay <laughs> oh boy we start each interview off with the same question for everyone yes who are you very existential. Yes. Uh, yeah. Everyone kind of takes it different route. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I am Noodle's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's Noodle's how we start her. this. Like, <laughs> who's Noodle's Jake? Mom. Noodle's yeah. mom. Yeah. I'm Noodle's mom. Um, people around here and probably watching this also know me as Jake's wife. Yes. Um, secondly. Secondly. Yeah. Secondly. First, Noodle's mom. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I'm also, a, you know, a good daughter and friend and sister and all that. But those are the, the two titles that I, I hold on to most, especially in the John Boy world. I love that. I mean, you've <laughs> leaned into it because you, yes. you added talking oh, yeah. to your social <laughs> yeah, handles, yeah, all the stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm talking Jess. Noodles talking noodle. Although he's never, I love it. never said a word yet. We're working on it. Close. If he just says one word, like we are. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> good. Life is complete. So I love that. We're working on it. Okay, so where, for those who don't know, where yeah. did you grow up, go to college, what did you study, like All those that. details? Yeah. I was born in Tampa, Florida, so I actually grew up going to spring training games, funny mm. enough, so some Yankees connection. Mm. My Full da- circle my, moment. My dad likes to, my dad's a doctor, and he likes to boast that he was Steinbrenner's doctor. Um, <laughs> love that. So we got the Christmas card every year, so some <laughs> early cool. Yankees connection. I didn't know I that. love that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Um... I went to high school in Winter Park, Florida, which is like Orlando, mm-hmm. Central Florida. And, you know, high school, I went to a prep school because um, Florida, the schools are a little dicey. So a lot of people go to private school. It's okay. not uncommon. And I went to a school that it was not weird. It was actually kind of cool to do debate. So I was captain of my debate mm. team in high school. Jake and I were very different people <laughs> in high school. But fun fact, we were both our class presidents. Interesting. He was definitely oh. the like popularity like vote. Mm-hmm. 
from what I've gathered from his friends. Yeah. I was like the really involved one. Yeah, the involved and I've college. won every debate yes, one. Exactly. Exactly. Like, okay. Um I went to college in Nashville. Whoop, whoop. So we have that connection. I went to Vanderbilt. Um and I wanted to get out of Florida, but like was scared of the Northeast in winter. And so I was like, you know, not looking. I mean, it did well in school, so I wasn't looking at like IVs or anything. I was like, I want to have fun and like mm-hmm. go somewhere in the Southeast. Um, Vandy was great. I, I'm proud of going there before I think Nashville like really blew up. Yeah, you can hold like, on to that. Mm-hmm. And blew, Yeah, sure. now it's kind of just like a bachelorette capital, I feel like. Yeah, it's yeah. a nightmare. It's and a ni- I love it, it is but a it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, but like we went there when like you could go to Broadway on like a Saturday night and that was fine. And it wasn't hell. It wasn't hell, yeah. So that was good. Um, in college I studied... So my major was public policy. I minored in human and organizational development. So it's like all about how people work together. That's cool. Um, It was also like the traditional athlete major because it was a little easier (laughs) than like engineering. I love that. I'm not an athlete, um, but I like to hang out with the athletes. (laughs) (laughs) I do always joke like, I'm like, Jake, what you do is cool, but like it'd be way cooler if like you were a Yankee and you were a Yankee about the Yankees. So I was and like, Jake's like, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I was yeah, no like shit. trying to pursue that a little in college. But anyways. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. And I think that's because like I did debate in high school. Mm-hmm. I think I was interested. I mean, I, I was interested in law. Um, got into some law schools. And then senior year had like my first, I feel like, existential moment. <laughs> I was like, why do I want to go to law school? This is an expensive degree. It's really hard. Yeah. All my friends that are older and are lawyers like hate what they're doing. Um, so I made a very last minute decision not to. And took- So you got into law school and then you're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle yeah. flex. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, and took a job at this like, not at the time kind of random, but like a very good fit consulting firm in Dallas. Um, I had one good high school friend moving to Dallas and was like, I want to go somewhere new that's not home. Um, Love my family, but wanted to, like, make a name for myself. Yeah. So I ended up in Dallas after college. And Dallas to, like, Nashville to Dallas is, like, a pretty similar transition. They're very similar places. It was an amazing place to go right after college. Where I lived was, like, an extension of college. Yes. Uptown Dallas was very much like I lived at this building that, you know, post Worthington, like people who are from Dallas know the post Worthington. It is like a frat house. Um, (laughs) The pool every Saturday, there's kegs, there's a live DJ. I took a trolley to work. Um, Also, Dallas is such a like great place to live in terms of like you don't make that much money but you live so well. Yeah. I had a walk-in closet and like ensuite bathroom. It's um, awesome. Making not that much money. So mm-hmm. I kind of did it in reverse, and now I'm like schlepping myself. Yeah, it was a really good transition into like quote nice. unquote adulthood. Um, nice. Yes. <laughs> so moved to Dallas after college. That's where you met Jake. I did. How did you two meet? Like, what's the story? I'm sure everyone is yeah. dying to know. Yeah. So we both moved to Dallas. I think around the same time, like within the same year, but we didn't meet for two and a half years. So Hmm. it was funny. He lived in West Village, which is a mile from where I lived. We went to all the same bars. We had some overlapping friends, um, but we didn't meet each other. Um, So the first two years I was in Dallas, I was going on a lot of dates. Um, (laughs) And I, I viewed it as like, one, I, you know, wasn't making a ton of money. First yeah. job out of college. 
and wanted to get some nice drinks and meals <laughs> out on the town. I love that. Um, I on. also thought it was just a good way to meet people. Like, yeah. I went on, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I probably went on over 100 first dates. Like, I went on, like, wow. two or three dates a week. Good for you. Um, and a lot of duds, a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. A couple, like, interests, but not, didn't yeah. go anywhere serious. Um, and by the time I met Jake, it was through Bumble. So dating apps can work. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And, you know, the women make the first move on Bumble. And my iconic line was, hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I was like, oh, my God, please. I was like, the build up. <laughs> Which is what I said to everyone I met. Like, um, copy paste, copy yeah. paste, copy yeah. paste. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, it struck me that he, I mean, this isn't going to surprise anyone. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, and we both were kind of aligned to that, like, if we didn't meet up within a week of, like, matching and talking, it wasn't going to happen. Because yeah. there were so many times you would, like, even see someone on this other, the, a different dating app. And you're like, we matched, like, six months ago. We never met up. So, yeah. like, we were both, we had done the apps enough to know that, like, we had to meet up in a certain amount of time. Um, and so I think he was the one. I wish I had the conversation saved, but I don't. Um, but he was the one that was like, hey, like, we should grab a drink. And my only, and I was like, yeah, we could, I could do Thursday. I never did weekend dates. Like, weekends were for friends. Like, I'm not doing first dates on a nice. weekend. Um, and he's like, well, I'm going to San Francisco this weekend. Um, he was actually going to visit Jimmy to, <laughs> to shoot their YouTube series, Grown Losers. <laughs> he did not tell me the full thing of that yeah. until after. Uh, but he's like, I'm going to San Francisco. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, so the only night I could do is Wednesday. And I said, you know, Wednesday works for me, but it's a little weird because Wednesday is my birthday. Uh, <laughs> and... I have friends. I told him. I was like, I have friends. I have friends coming in town this weekend. Um, I have happy hour plans after work, but I don't have, like, you know, later plans. And it was my golden birthday, my 24th birthday. But, like, I wasn't doing anything big the day of. Um, So I was like, if you're okay with that, like, let's grab drinks. And he was like, sure, let's do it. So we did. And we went to my go-to first date spot. It's called Tate's. It's now like a hookah bar. But at the time, it was a nice cocktail bar. Nice. Conveniently right across from my apartment. Nice. And I was friends with the bartender. Nice. So we had hand signals if it was going well, if it wasn't. That's we amazing. had escape routes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I had it down. Um, he had no idea. I was like, yeah, we should try this place. Oh, my <laughs> God. But, like, I had been there so many times. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yeah, and the rest is history. It really is. That's crazy. Yeah, no, we connected like right away. I mean, he's very funny. He was definitely nervous. Um, he asked me when my birthday was. (laughs) No, like a nervous question, like like panic. Yeah, and I was like, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so he didn't like come up and be like, "Oh my god, happy birthday!" Like, it's so nice. But then, like later, just completely. Like, I don't know. We weaved back to that, and he felt so stupid. You're like today. Yeah, so, yes. Right now. We realized that our moms have the same birthday, which is kind of weird. I don't huh. know how that came up in conversation. It's just um, like a good trend. Your birthday. Yeah. So my mom's birthday yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Let's talk about my mom. Yeah. Uh, first date. Good first day topic. It was a great first date. Um, Jake always says, like, the more I tell it, you know, it's been almost eight years now. Um, I always get drunker, like, as the years go on. I'm like, oh, I was really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember shit. <laughs> He's like, I don't think you were. And I was like, no, like, I had some I had some drinks. Yeah, some liquid, like, yeah. courage. And he did, too. So. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you forgot your birthday, and it was your birthday. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. I would agree Hopefully with that that's statement. the case. 
So you two start dating in Dallas. I know that you guys eventually move to Colorado, but obviously, like you just said, he was going to start shooting stuff with Jimmy in San Francisco. So this whole like John Boy Media thing was kind of building behind the scenes. Like, wow. Right. So they were, Jake was doing, he's brought it back recently, um, but he was doing at the time, just he was being himself, honestly, and he still is. Um, He was, doing his gym dance videos. Oh, yeah. yeah. He used to go have this routine. He'd get up really early and go to the gym when no one was there in his building and, like, shoot these hilarious videos. And, like, when I met him, like, his whole feed was that. And so my friends were like, Jess, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going on a yeah. date with? Who is this guy? You're like, what? no, I really like yeah. him. And they're like, yeah. are yeah. we yeah. sure? Yeah. Like, is he okay? I'm like, I think so. Um... So, but, and he had mentioned Jimmy and like, you know, he's like, oh, this is my best friend. At the time we lived in the Bay Area and he told me more on the first date. He's like, yeah, like we have this like YouTube TV show. I don't really know how like many people watch the show at the time. I think it's grown in popularity since. The becoming, yeah. Um, but it was just an excuse, kind of how John Boy is. It was an excuse for them to get together and mm-hmm. have fun. And yeah. so that was their first like venture into it. Okay. Um, but like. The way they approached it, I think, is the way they approached John Boy Media, which is, like, it was not with, like, business or profit in mm-hmm. mind. It yeah. was literally, like, let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they did. So he started doing that in Dallas when you guys yes. were starting to date. When yes. you moved to Colorado, obviously full-on dating because you were moving to Colorado yes. together. Well, he moved there first. So when I met him, he had already – he was working – in the electrical supply industry. I would, like, (laughs) insane. I would love to see him doing that. I would love to see Jimmy doing, like, wedding videography and Joe's Joe's being in sales. I I want to see that. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Jake was, like, full polo and khakis every day. Like, spike hair, like, corporate. Yeah. Um, But he was already, and he was doing well with the company, so they wanted to move him to Denver. He was already in the process of that when we met. Um, and I was wanting to get out of Dallas. Like Texas is either a place you're like Texas forever like, or yeah. like this is a little good chapter. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, so I was wanting to move to New York. All my friends were here from college. Um, but I was open to like other ideas mm-hmm. and I met him and he kind of convinced me, Hey, Denver might be fun for a couple of years. Um, so I found my own place. I found my own job. Um, nice. We were only dating like six months when I moved there. So I was like, I'm going to be sensible about it. But it just felt like the right thing to do. Nice. Yeah. So from we've talked to Katie. We've had Katie on the show and yeah. getting her view. And I think your view and her view are really interesting for the audience because obviously we've, we've heard Jimmy and Jake talk about it so many times. But sure. hearing it from you guys is, I think, really interesting. So what's your view and your take on like the beginning days like how, like when did you think oh this is something and here we are <laughs> we're me. recording <laughs> we're on air hi babe how are you how's it going it's it's good going good talking shit yeah Talk- so much shit about you spilling the tea. good stuff about noodle though obviously what did you just is that a shark okay. head it's All right. a dolphin. dolphin it's a dolphin oh that makes sense okay. <laughs> that makes sense Anyways, before we were so rudely interrupted, <laughs> um, early days, what was I thinking? So when yeah. Jake, similar to like the grown loser thing, Jake was like, hey, Jimmy um, is really, Jimmy was really, tra- he was doing his video, his wedding videographer thing in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. but he wanted to do something with like his Yankees fandom. And so he was 
on Twitter and like grew an audience on Twitter. Um, and Jimmy had, you know, said to Jake, hey, I, I think Jimmy had actually started the podcast maybe already or like mm-hmm. done an episode or two. He's like, hey, it'd be cool if we did this together. And so the way Jake framed it to me is like, hey, I think I'm going to do a podcast about the Yankees with Jimmy. It'll just be like a good way to catch up with my best friend once a week. And I was like, cool. Like, go for it. <laughs> and at the time, like the only podcast I listened to and like still only listen to is like true crime podcast so it's like if people will listen to that like awesome yeah um but he very much framed it like this is a hobby i'm helping jimmy out um we'll see it's like something i'll do once a week and i was like whatever you want to do like that sounds great um and for a while like it really was just a hobby like he was working in electrical supply he was very much a like um live to work or work yeah, live to work type of person. Like he, you know, after four o'clock, he was kind of off the clock. Mm-hmm. He'd go golf and then he'd like come home and watch Yankees. Yeah. And like that was it. Um, and it started to change when they like pretty organically that like this was the thing he talked about more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then his, you know, company kind of made the decision for him and they <laughs> nicely let him go. Um and, you know, there was a period of time for a couple of months where he was trying to find another job and do this. And he was really torn and, like, not having a good time with it. Um, and I, at the time, I had found, when I moved to Denver, I'd found a great tech company. I mm-hmm. knew I wanted to be in tech and had grown with the company. So, you know, I was making a good six-figure salary in Denver, like, providing well and I was like hey like why don't you just focus on like what you care about for Mm -hmm. six months and let's see how it goes so he covered his rent but like everything else I paid for um and my friends and family were like you're crazy like (laughs) what are you doing I mean mean, we got we got the dish so yeah 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 Yeah. I think I I think any like friend or family would be like hey a little concerned yeah Yeah. and that on top of the dance videos you're like okay yeah Yeah. like what is what is this honestly I just knew I was like if he focuses on this and isn't distracted I think it can be something really big. So that was the moment yeah. you were like, I think this is something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, enough to, like, I was willing to, like... Enough we, to bet on him. Li- enough to bet on him. We literally had to get, like, a domestic partnership to get him on my insurance. And my mm. coworkers threw us, like, a domestic partnership <laughs> party. It was, like, so we did stuff like that. So, nice. So he could focus on this. Nice. Um, and... That was, like, I, I knew I, I didn't have, like, a reason other than just, like, an instinctual belief that it could be something. Um, and then I think my, like, evidence to friends and family was when the Astros yeah. Yeah. thing mm-hmm. happened. I was like, okay, look. To see? Yeah. See? I was like, I knew. I knew something was here. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, quick break. I got to tell you about this spot that Joe's McFly and I just got back from. We ventured on down to Soho to this new spot called Neat Burger. It is a plant-based, very simple ingredient, fast casual type of restaurant. So cute, very Instagrammable. They have literally an entire wall of just neon signs that you just want to take a picture next to. And on top of that, everything's made in-house, simple ingredients, and they literally named a wrap after me, Paxton's Pulled Pork Wrap. No one's ever done that before. It's, it's quite possibly one of the nicest things people have done for me. I have a wrap named out for me. And Joe's has a salad. And you can try them. If you use code JOMBOY, you get $5 off your next $15 or more purchase if you use the link in the description, okay? So use code JOMBOY for $5 off your next order of $15 or more. And you can try my wrap. 
You can try Joe's salad or mine and Joe's personal favorite. They have this buffalo chicken sandwich and these buffalo cauliflower bites. Like when I tell you it was so good. They also have loaded tater tots. And I, I don't need to describe anything else because all of that is phenomenal. It's in Soho. Just venture on down or you can order it online. Use code JOHNBOY for $5 off your next $15 purchase or more if you use the link in the description. Back to the interview. And so, I, I mean. But similar to Kate, like Katie was working a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. Supporting mm-hmm. Grinding. I was, you know, a different kind of grinding, but like selling my soul to a startup. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, was lucky enough that I like really liked the company, but still was grinding my way yeah. there. Um, and Jake would, you know, almost be embarrassed going to my like office parties because he'd be like, well, I'm living in Denver and I have a Yankees podcast. Yeah. And I was like, don't be embarrassed. It's cool. But like he wasn't confident in it yet. And it makes sense why he wasn't. Um, yeah. Because it's not the traditional thing to do. No. And yeah. I, I think that's something that I think a lot of people know it, but I think that sometimes it gets it lost in the shuffle that you and Katie, like y'all did a lot behind the scenes like you two. And I don't say that lightly, like you two really supported the two, obviously two men that you loved and like gave them a foundation to like be able to build something like this. Like that's like why we're here. I was just going to say thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. right? Like, that's why we're here. And like, I, I think, and I know they both are so appreciative and, oh, and let definitely. you know and have over the years, but. Yes. And Katie I, did a lot more with the business. We, we can talk about that. Like she is really? a saint. Oh, well, I mean, she worked for yeah. the guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had kind of like a, a wall between that. Um, we decided like to kind of build, but yeah. I supported him behind the scenes. Did you? Was there ever a moment you were like, maybe I could do something for the company? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so we moved. We had made the decision, I guess this is the summer of 2019, that we were going to move to New York the next spring, open the office in the Bronx. And I was grinding at this company. I loved it, but I was burnt out. And so I knew I was going to take some time off when we made the move. And I was in conversations with, like, really great companies in New York. We moved. March 2020 from Denver to New York. Really great time on the calendar. Great timing. If you the want week, to circle back yeah, to March week, 2020. The week before um, the pandemic. And, you know, I already knew I was going to take a couple months off, but like. A week before. That's yeah. Fine. But like being, you know, even though it was my choice, being unemployed at that time. Um, and this has sparked, spurred what I'm doing now, but like I went through a pretty painful and hard job search because companies Imagine. didn't know what they were doing. Um, and so I, I was looking um, very intently. I interviewed 101 times um, at a lot of companies, um, mostly in tech. Um, and there were so many times I was like, because I, I was helping them, right? Like I have the experience of yeah. building, you know, at that point I had built a company from 30 people to 250 and yeah. sold. Like I knew what I was doing when it came to the business aspect. And I was giving them, I had to hold my tongue a lot, but I was giving them advice. Like yeah. just based on like what I knew operationally and strategy wise. And like, I know how to manage a PL and build a budget and like all the things that they love them, but like they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but Jake, you know, had this point that he holds by and I really respect it was like, I know you can add value and you could work here but it would be building my dream, not yours. And he'd become resentful. And he's absolutely right because that's like, you know, even though I love the company I was working in at Denver and I've worked at 
a lot of companies since, I always got to a point where I was like, this isn't my dream. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm busting my ass. And this isn't like what I, my yeah. vision. And he knew I was going to do the same thing for him. And like that can ruin a relationship. Yeah. Um, and he didn't want like to come home and just talk about work all the time. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely some moments, especially during that job search. I was like, can you just hire me? Like I will <laughs> yeah. help. And he's like, and he's like, we could look at a contract. Like he, you know, he's willing to get creative, but he's like, why don't you just hold out a little longer? Like, let's find something you actually want to do. Yeah. Um, because I'm not, you know, I'm not like, I didn't grow up a baseball fan. I'm not your traditional sports fan. Um, I've grown to appreciate it. But like, you know, I didn't have a dream for myself to build a sports media yeah. company. It would yeah. just be another thing yeah. on your resume. Exactly. It, it didn't, exactly. not that it didn't it mean anything to you, messy. but it, it yeah. does. Just another yeah. thing on your resume with risk. Totally. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. It's right. not even like, it's not like, oh, this is a no brainer just for the experience. It's like, there's also risk involved. There is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and emotion. Um, and I always knew I'd be involved. Um, but I'm glad I never made that like official leap. Um, Cause I think it would have really complicated things and made me resentful. So, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. that time period in your life probably uh, taught you a lot of patience because you went from like grinding and working and totally. like making an income and doing all these things. And you moved to a new city in the middle of a global pandemic and you can't find a job that you love and you're watching Jake like do something he loves. So it's almost like you totally. swapped roles. Oh, completely. I was the breadwinner in Denver. Um, I was the careerist. Yeah. And then it totally swapped. Yeah. Um, like and that was really too. hard. Yeah. Very quickly. Um, and that was really hard. Like my, th- my therapist would say it was a triggering time for me. I can um, imagine. Because I was so proud of him and so happy for them. But at the same time, like almost a victim mentality. Like why can't this happen for me? Too? And there's like a little bit, it's human nature to have a little bit of like envy of totally. like, I want that. And like, I've learned that that envy is like really helpful and insightful because it shows me like what I'm doing now is building my own business and we can talk about that. But like when you're envious of someone, like take note of that because yeah. it's probably what you should be looking at doing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a hard time, like mentally, probably the hardest time I've had. Um, but I've now like all the pieces have kind of come together for I had to go through that to do what I'm mm-hmm. doing now. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're in 2020. Yes. End of 2020. Like, you, so tell me the time frame of, like, you move here. Like, they're grinding out. They're building this business, right? Yep. At what point did you find a job here? And then when did you guys get engaged? What was Where did those yeah. fall on the timeline? So I found a job at an e-commerce company here, and I started it in September of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I had around, like, a six-month kind of – soul search in the pandemic um and we didn't get engaged until the next year november 2021 and that was because i mean if i'm being honest like i didn't like even though we had a ring we got the ring together like we both kind of contribute to it we picked it out together we i wanted to feel like confident in like where i was going and what i was doing and like i knew we were gonna get married but like he wanted me to be like happy and not in a weird place. Yeah. So it took us a little longer, which is fine. No, yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. So you're working here. He's still building this company. Yeah. You guys get engaged. Yes. Um, you, if I remember correctly, then leave that job, go to another one for a short period of time. So we 
I started, I was at a job um, for like six months. Yep. And then I left that to build a business with my friend. Yes. Um, and kind of a similar like par- parallel story to Jimmy and Jake, like a best friend from college. Um, and, you know, I was helping very much like just felt like I was helping her. And then it made sense for me to come on full time. So mm-hmm. it was a conscious consumer platform. Um, so very much involved. That's why I'm dressed up right now. I'm going to pitch to some investors after this with her. Um, but that was an interesting time. I worked with her full time for a year and a half. And I, again, when we think about like the parallels between what I was doing and Jake, you know, Jake at that time and Jimmy, they were getting money thrown at them from Mm -hmm. like athletes and venture funds. And then Mary Claire and I building Cluey, um, we were taking any meeting we could. It was very much like the female founder story. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's still going, but it was not the same experience. Um, And again, a little bit of like envy and resent came there because we were trying so hard to like build something. Um, And it was it was coming. It seemed easy, even though I know it wasn't easy, but it almost seemed that way. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. Um, And so that was an interesting time as well. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely imagine. And so how did you get to the you now have your own company? Yes. And I know yes. you're itching and dying to talk about <laughs> I it. Am. I so, am. at what point, like, how did we get to this point of you being like, screw this, I'm just going to do my own thing? Like, walk me through that process yeah. of getting that. Because you've also gotten married in this whole yeah. time. Yeah, span. I'll walk you through the timeline. So, I was with Chloe for like a year and a half. Um, and it came a point that um, I was, you know, happy to be there and having a lot of fun building a company with my friend. But, like, the realities of life, like, I wanted to be making a New York salary. And that's really hard at an early stage startup. Like, or, you know, get a lot of equity. But um, salary wise, I wanted to be making more. And I wanted to get back into, my background was, you know, more product development, like building technical product. And so I was like, I want to be a product manager again at a New York company. Um, I took a job in, I think it was September 20, last year. and the way the tech industry is going um, was there only 10 weeks and was laid off. Um, and that was um, a blessing, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was stressed about the wedding. Our wedding was in February, so I was around. In a different country. In a different country. Yeah. Um, oh so God. I was around three months out from that. Um, I was wanting to do something different with my career anyways. Like, I thought that that's what I wanted, which was, like, full time in an office in New York making a lot of money and I was like this isn't fulfilling or making me happy either um so I already had this plan I was going to leave after the wedding so when they laid me off I was like okay like this is kind of a good mm-hmm. nudge um so I decided I'd take the holidays and the time ramping up to the wedding to just focus on that like you hopefully only get married once um and there was a lot of logistics getting married in St. Lucia <laughs> um so I did that and then when I came back um I really had no desire to go work for someone else. Like I had kind of had enough of building someone else's dreams and feel like I've been like undervalued and overworked. And I should note on the side ever since 2020 and I went through that job search, the way I coped with that was that I wrote about it. So I wrote on Medium and LinkedIn and some other places. And I'd been helping people just like pro bono throughout the years, helping them find a job, get clear on what they wanna do. And I was like, you know what? I had someone literally say, can I pay you for this? Like, this is a business. Um, and that was 
one sign. The other sign was I got a letter from the state of New York saying, hey, we'll extend your unemployment benefits if you start a business in New York. And I was like, oh. Say less. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they'll pay my rent for six months. Okay. Um, and so I did. So I started my business right after the wedding. So, like, officially in April of this year. And it's called Reflect Your Light. And it's all about empowering people to dim their fears and shine their brightest through career transition. So I do that one-on-one coaching. I'm starting some group coaching, working on online courses. I would love to go talk to college students because I feel like no one helps people navigate that very well. Literally no one. Um, But what I do is I work, I do kind of a combination of what I wish I would have had when I went through that really hard job search, which is like some mindset work, Mm -hmm. but also just like really practical systems to use. So like resume, cover letter, LinkedIn, communication engagement strategy. Um, I use my network to help people find roles, do networking the way you should be when you're looking for a job. Yeah. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's super fulfilling and it finally is like a way that I feel like my career makes sense. Like all yeah. the different twists and turns I've had, I'm like, oh, it's led me to do this. Um, and it's just getting started, but I'm really excited about it. What's been the hardest part about it? Um, I think the hardest part, which is like most entrepreneurs, is to focus on one thing right now. Um, I have a huge vision for what it is um, beyond just myself, but just like getting focused on one thing, which I have done and I have like very good mentors that are helping me. Um, but right now I'm really focused on what I think people need the most of, which is there's a lot of layoffs happening, especially in my network. Mm-hmm. So I'm hosting a webinar actually tomorrow. It's totally free. It's called Laid Off to Leveled Up. Um, and it's just what I wish I would have known when I got laid off even last year, like what I wish I would have done. Um, and hopefully that's a way for people just to learn from my mistakes, honestly. Um, and then, you know, if they want to work with me further, that's great. But if not, at least I help somebody. So you're like playing like the big sister role. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. Like I, I imagined my clients being kind of people like me, like millennial women, mm-hmm. but, um, I just helped a 25-year-old guy get a job offer last week. Nice. And I have a 55-year-old woman client. Oh, she's doing cool. great, too. Nice. So, like, it's really fun to work with people from, yeah. So, like, it's it's whoever needs the help um, and is willing to do the work. I think it's crazy because uh, you, especially just growing up in this day and age, I think we're told, like, a lot of different things about a career and like what's important and like what you should strive for. And like everything is always like, you know, you want to just make a lot of money and then that's going to bring you happiness. And it's like the farthest thing from the truth. Totally. Even when I was at a company that was great and was paying me a lot of money in Denver, I had this like emptiness. Yeah. And I feel like I have a lot of friends that feel the same way. They work at these like big tech or consulting firms, make more money than they could have dreamed of. But like, they don't feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying work should fulfill you. I think that's another like American conception. But there is a way to find balance and like focus on what you enjoy. You Um, can like wake up. you guys are like living testaments to that. Yeah, Yeah. honestly. (laughs) So honestly, it's possible, but it's hard. It's not what we're taught to do. Um, And that's why I'd love to talk to even like high school students. That's why I volunteer. Yeah. Paxton with me to volunteer with high school girls. But like trying to get in earlier and like kind of plant the seed that like you can think differently than just like this 
you know, straight career ladder. Yeah, so. you don't have to go through a bunch of shitty jobs no. to like mm-hmm. find I kept happiness. telling myself like, oh, this is a stepping stone. This is a stepping stone. Yeah. Like, get rid of the stepping stone. Yeah. Like, do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I also think there's like so much fear in leaving a job or yes. fear around if I choose this and I set myself on this path, like how could I ever totally. veer away from it? I'm not qualified to do X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. Like I want to switch, but I have nowhere to start. Like there's a lot of that. And yeah. We work through that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a therapist. Um, I am a very big advocate of therapy and I think that can help, but I do work with people on, and I've like mentors have helped me just like saying those fears out loud and realizing how ridiculous they are because yeah. there's not one path and like you can go and do this and then change your mind and like mm-hmm. no one cares. And so many skills, <laughs> In a good way. so many skills <laughs> are transferable. Go, yeah. yeah. That, like so things many. that you're not thinking of. It's not like the physical job. It's totally. leadership and like time management and those things that are just, skills. yeah, that are just across the board. Like totally. I have a friend whose um, fiance is in the Navy and he's a Naval officer. He yeah. has, he has like security clearance, like, like, international like he's literally like so powerful and he's gonna leave the navy and he's like i don't know what to do after that i don't have any like I would tangible to to skills him. i just helped someone who was very high up in the military went through the same thing transitioning to the private sector and i was like you could be a ceo of a fortune 500 company yeah i'm like i don't i'm like i don't think you understand how like <laughs> like but there's yeah not telling them right that. it's kind of the same thing like i'd love to talk to colleges i'd love to talk to the military yeah like they need <laughs> to help transitioning people out no, yeah. seriously but he's he, even amazing. though he holds yes. this like amazing powerful job yeah he's worried that when he's done he's not gonna have anything that transfers to oh, outside yeah. of the navy life and i'm like dude like you're everything you've learned in the navy yes. is gonna help you it doesn't matter that you don't have the exact skill you can be taught that you can't be taught like leadership totally. time management that stuff is like way more just ingrained in Completely. someone's being Completely. so like there's so much like misconception about yes. like transferring careers and things like there that totally is. Yes, yes i couldn't agree more and i think I mean, I think it happens to everyone, obviously, men and women. But I think especially women, it's like, stay on this path, like, do this. Like, I know for my role being on camera in sports, Mm -hmm. it's very much like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And if you don't, well look out because there's someone else that wants your job and like you're gonna totally. lose it and like all this work is and gonna be so for nothing and like this yeah is what people have done before so this is what you have to do and it's like and it's not bullshit. that at all yeah yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. there there's so many misconceptions and I think it's great that it, I think it's cool that you are essentially doing what you wish you had Totally. And not trying to like check any boxes for like, you know, anyone else. You're like, I wish I would have had this. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And like one of the first things I do with people and I encourage like no matter where you are to do this is like set a timer for 10 minutes, get a piece of paper out and write what is what is your definition of success? Because I bet it's different than what you think it is. Mm -hmm. And it's different than it was five years ago. Yeah, And it's it might be a fancy job title and, like, money and things. And if that's truly important to you and you have reasons for that, great. Great. But if it's, you know, having time to spend with my friends and the ability to travel and, like, all these things that are, like, not that, then, like, they're, it's a good way of really vesting, like, okay, you know, am I doing what makes sense for yeah. how I define it? There's two things that I live by, and it's, it's just based off of – of situations that have happened in my career. It's like the first thing is my very first boss that I ever had out of college, not that great, but 
he told me I was 21 years old and he pulled me into his office and he was just like, do you want to be successful in this field or do you want to have a life and a family and friends outside oh, of this? You have to pick. And I, I since I, like, I will <laughs> never forget. I was just like, like I, at 21, at 21, of course, you're at, probably going to be like, well, I, my answer was both. Yeah. And he was like, that's not possible. And I was like, well, I'm going to prove to you that it is. So like, Good that's the one thing yeah. is like being able, you can, have a job you love and a career you love and totally. also have a life yes you can have both you can but it is harder for it's women. hard it's hard like I, I like women can have it all like they can but only in some fields they can't and mm -hmm. that's also true and, and yeah like, I work with people like if you're in a very traditional finance job especially in New York it's tough. you really can't like you're gonna have a nanny and you're not gonna see your kids yeah and, like if you're okay with that, fine. Yeah. But like, that's unfortunately a structure that's not going to change. Like, you're not going to change that. Yeah. Um. But there's other things out there. Correct. Yeah. There, there are ways. Like, there are ways to see that on the path and figure out exactly. like ways around it. Exactly. And the other thing is, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. I, I used to have, and I think women, especially in media, and just really probably any field, truthfully, half like they have this idea of okay. Like the next step in my career, I have to do this and then I have to do this and then I have to do this and this and this and this. And I think we set ourselves up to fail in that regard totally. because if we have this like specific timeline of what success looks like. Well, it's the same thing with relationships. People do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, when you fall oh, I need off. To be engaged by this age. Right. And yeah. This age this. And then we don't meet those expectations. Then it's like, oh, it's a fail. Yeah. And that's just like so it's false. It's good to have goals. Correct. But, like, it has to be fluid. Correct. Because you change as a person. Like you are a different person and you have different skill sets and you care about different things compared yes. to when you said that two mm -hmm. years ago. I think it's important yeah. to, and it always throws people off when people ask like, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. And it's like, I, I see myself in a career doing what I love. And it's like, you don't see yourself at a specific job or a network or a position or anything like that. And like, I stopped setting those things no. a while ago because I had no, like, I didn't know I was gonna be here. You didn't know you were gonna be here. You didn't, you didn't know. know. This you didn't, didn't even know. exist. Yeah. This like, literally didn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Like, right. So it's like. And it's much better to be like, I wanna feel confident, yeah. successful. Yeah. I want to be able to say I've done this, this, and this. Um, but that just creates more opportunities for you versus like being very narrow. Like, oh, I want to be a senior manager at this company. Yeah. Like, like if I'm not on ESPN, then I'm a failure. Right. It's like, no, not no. really. Like, yeah. I think people and I think it's great that you're doing it. You're kind of breaking the stigma of switching that mindset of like just because you don't have a specific like place thing direct timeline like that does not mean that you're not driven that no. doesn't mean you're not like it's just a good at your way job to think about your career and I, I it also just sets you up to success yeah today. it sets you up to succeed yeah because the reason people want those things like the reason we do anything is to make us happy and to feel good yep and nine times out of time when you set goals like that you either achieve them and don't feel as happy as you thought you would yes. or you don't and you don't feel happy. So you're yes. like not doing what you thought you would do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my best guy friends actually just talked to me about this because he works um, in the baseball world and he's he's so good at what he does. And he's he's essentially like created all of these roles. He's with the Cleveland Guardians now yeah. and he's just added so much value and, and he's had these you know, specific goals. And he recently hit one and one was to be like in the dugout on the field, um, like during a major league game. And sure. he did that. And he called me and he was just like, 
I was standing out there like, and I had thought about that moment so many times and I didn't have that same level of happiness that I expected myself to have. And it like makes me like want to rethink everything. And I'm just like, no, you just kind of pigeonholed yourself and like, Thoughts, life. I mean, yeah. so many performers yeah. say that, like, oh, there's a huge arena screaming for me, and I mm-hmm. don't feel fulfilled or happy. Yeah, um, and that's why I think it's really important to focus on like what you define as success, but also then interrogating yourself of like why you define that as success, because <laughs> um, it could just be not to go too deep in this, but like it could just be society mm-hmm. programming you yeah. versus like what you actually what you think, think you're right. supposed yeah. to want yeah. instead right. of what you actually want. Totally. Because Taylor, I bet you probably dealt with this because I dealt with it too it's like working like working for a sports team right like that's really cool to people outside and Mm -hmm. hearing that over and over like oh my god your job's so cool oh my god you're like that's so cool you get to do that like it almost kind of like validates that subconscious of like oh you know what I was actually really frustrated and like annoyed with this or maybe I'm not that or I'm actually having a really hard time but like I have the coolest job ever but like I can't complain exactly like there is definitely some level of like yeah, like you're just like, yeah, I this I'm having a hard time or like yeah. I don't love this position or like I'm struggling at work, but it's like who do you complain to because all your friends are like, oh, my job sucks. Right. And you're like, and everyone thinks you have the coolest job in the yep. world. And then it's you're hard. like, That's yeah, too. yeah, it can yeah. be like, and it can be kind of like a mind fuck. Cause then you're like, oh, am I not grateful for this like yes. amazing career that yes. I, right. mm-hmm. and then you're like, it's just like, so like you kind of just so get much that goes into work. You could work at a really cool place. Yeah. Like a sports team if it is actually a cool place to work. Yeah. But the work itself, the day to day might suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe you have a shitty boss. Like, yeah there's a lot of variables that go into like your fulfillment and happiness at work and like those are things I also like people to focus on more so than just the job title because job title isn't going to make you happy at yeah the end of the day. no yeah yeah, yeah. What is, what is anyways conversation <laughs> yes. we went I love deep. it I love it I love it yeah it's different than everyone else like it, it is different it was nice it was a different different lane good yeah yeah, uh, that's all my question. You guys have any questions for Jess, Sam, no, Taylor? I don't think so. Any? Do you want to grow, questions? reflect your light into a larger company? So right now, I really am enjoying it just being me. Um, yeah, it gives me so much flexibility. Um, you know, I get to travel when mm-hmm. I want. I'm going to Seattle with the guys for the All Star game, and like, don't have to check with anyone. Um, but I do. I think I will get bored (laughs) um and so right now in the next year it's just me but I can see this totally evolving my you know my background's in technical product Mm -hmm. development so like I have a vision for how tech can enable what I'm doing um I could see myself working with other coaches and having a network of that um but right now just me and like building and really like getting confident I mean I am confident but getting like great results for a lot of people um but I definitely think it could be bigger um, and I have a feeling that I will crave that in the near future. <laughs> that's awesome. Sky's the limit. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. awesome. so cliche to say. It is, but it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I love well, it. Thank you for having any other, qu- any burning Jake questions? <laughs> no, you know, I think when we, we did this with Katie too. Yeah. And I think we, I think us three all really strive to get to know like you more I, so I as a person. That. I yeah. appreciate that. Cause outside of here, you're known as, as oh, yeah. Jake's. Wife, wife, right? Noodles mom. Noodles, Noodles mom, mom. Jake's wife. But I think but these yes. these conversations yeah. are valuable because you guys obviously played a really intricate role in this company, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're one of the reasons why we're here. So thank you. Unless you have anything weird about Jake, you want to tell us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're like always weird open. facts. 
No, he, this might be well known, but, like, I just want to say it. He's, like, a really big Lord fan. Like, the singer of the <laughs> I did not know that, yeah. and I am as well. Yeah, no, like, loves her. Loves. Have you guys seen her live? No, but, like, he puts her SNL performance on, like, <laughs> routinely. So I just thought I would share that because I don't – I think that's people so know funny. that he loves Hunger Games, mm. but, Lord, he I didn't know. I didn't know he loves Hunger Games either. Oh, what? The movies? His... Or did he – he didn't read the books. He didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I love that these are on the top um, of your head so easy. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, yeah. Lord, well, Hunger I Games. About it. I was like, I don't think people know that. But, yeah, no, Hunger Games is, like, his go-to airplane movie or Hunover movie, which, like, for me is too – much it's a lot yeah. a lot to be hung over oh, right yeah it's like, like finding I, peace he likes in harry hunger potter games. too but he likes hunger games more interesting um but lord he's a big lord, hmm. lord you guys god. should see her live i would love she's to. amazing i'm sure so good i love it. it one last question actually sure. did you did you two hear about the who would you want as your dad jimmy yeah. or jake yeah well i didn't hear the results i just Wait. heard okay being asked. Yeah. so it's a it's a father's day video okay <laughs> and uh, BBD went around the office and was asking a bunch of us, yeah. who would you like rather have as your dad, yeah. Jimmy or Jake? Who do you think won? I know. Uh, well, I, think, I have an idea, but. I think Jake probably won. I think so, but it's tough because Jimmy's such a good dad um, and he's so involved. And Jake just isn't one yet, but like wants to be so badly. It's another discussion. Um. <laughs> <laughs> who did, who did you I say? I said Jimmy. They didn't ask, but I said I would want Jimmy to be my dad and Jake to be my uncle. That's what I said. Is it really? <laughs> literally. Yeah, I, I BBD feel, didn't I ask. Jimmy is just more dad vibes because he like literally is a dad. Yeah. Well, my my <laughs> thought was Jake's like a fun gunkle. Like a, he's I a like <laughs> Jake as a dad to like a fifteen year old teenage girl. Like I thought about myself as fifteen, and I'm like I would destroy Jake like, yeah. as a fifteen year old girl. Would, yeah, walk all over. Yeah, we established that yesterday, totally. and he was just he's like, so "Yeah, Jess is really girls. gonna have to like." He's so scared of girls. <laughs> so, like, I Another want a, fact: I want a girl puppy, like so badly. And Jake's scared to have. Yeah, that. he's like, "No, like you guys are gonna run the house." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm outnumbered right now. Like we are gonna get meatball. She's a small." apricot size miniature golden doodle and meatball is gonna be her name yeah noodle, noodle and, and meatball, meatball. The best. oh but my we god can't, we're not gonna get her till we get a yard so i get that i roll are you guys moving to connecticut living near me probably at some point whenever like interest rates are like yeah <laughs> well i don't even know i'm just gonna throw some buzzwords whenever yeah that yeah yeah happens, remember the, the stock market yeah, yeah. we're not a super competitive mortgage application at the moment no. with my small business <laughs> yeah, and they're like what do you do for a yeah um, he's like the gym videos yeah. you've never seen that, these yeah. Sponsored. Um, but yeah we'll we'll make the suburb move um, in the next year or two. But. By the time you guys are coming up, I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, Jess, you're welcome back anytime. I would love to come back. This was so fun. Any, anytime. Uh, where can people find you on social media? I want to start adding that in because yeah. I think that's important. That where can people find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at, well, my business is at reflect your light, but it's no vowels on the reflect. So R F L C T your light. Um, personal talk and Jess, and then follow Noodles page, which is talking Noodles. Perfect. Um, I'm also on Twitter. I'm trying to use Twitter more now. I like that. Talking Jess as well. I'm also on LinkedIn. 
just Story Alley. I did make a name change. So nice. Sounds it's nice. It's official. It's nice. Yeah. Yes. Official. Yeah. I had to do it for like the little bit of fame that he has. Makes sense. <laughs> I changed your name in my phone the other day. I was like, oh, wow. yeah. Like when we oh had the God, girls, when we had the girls group chat, chat going, it popped up and I was like, that's not her name. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, maybe I'll do that today. Yeah, I love that. Exciting. Cool. Well, this was so fun. Yep. Welcome back Thank anytime. You. That's another yeah. episode, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.